0: Oh god, the robo-dinosaur army is invading us! What can we
1: do?! Quick, get to the gutters! Let's go! Wait, what's... The radio's going on, what's it saying?! Attention, Attention Gutter pilots, Warning: warnings, warnings podcast contains not language, language mature situations, giant robots, robots many days going on many drones, robots, 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 many many games, robots, as other dimensions, Neutral gender pilots, pilots, the dinosaur Empire. great getter dragon, and one-armed bear nurses. Listener's discretion is advised. Getter 1, launch!
2: Oh
0: Episode 184. Get a change! Hello and welcome to another awesome and amazing episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. I am your host, Zan.
1: I'm Raze. I'm here too.
0: And we are psyched, because it is awesome, because this is the return of talking about one of the greatest mangaka who's completely bat-shit crazy. And who are we talking about? Gonagai! Yes, Gonagai, that awesome and amazing person. If you've listened to our earlier episodes, you know that here at Spyrokin... Are huge fans of go Guy because he's batshit crazy and he creates the greatest things possible. I mean, look at it. You got Devil Man, you got Mazinger, you got Cutie Honey, you got Keiko Kamen, and more importantly, this also has Ken Ishikawa, yes. who works on a bunch of other amazing stuff. So you have the two greatest minds for Mecha combined to create something which is completely and utterly WTF. <laughs> but it's totally worth it. And more importantly, you know, we have some stuff written by. That one, that only, Sutomu Nihai, a guy we talked about all the way back in episode 148, about bears. Oh god, bears, no! But we'll get to that in a moment. First off, before we go any further, remember you can check out our episodes at...
1: www.sparockin.com
0: And you can email us at...
1: Rayzatsparockin.com
0: And Zansparockin.com We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Flickr, and we're on YouTube. And we're everywhere! Yes, we're coming to a con near you. We're going to be at Anime Boston. We're going to be at Anime Next. And perhaps Otakon.
1: Perhaps. Maybe.
0: And if we do go, decide to go this year, we may go near Comic Con. I don't know. We're kind of getting a little burned out
1: on it. It's a bad economy.
0: Yeah, that's the big thing. It's kind of, you know, I mean, we don't pay for it, but it is what it is. Um, But what else? I mean, should we talk about anything else, or should we just get right to the amazingness, the awesomeness that is these two mangas? I don't know. Or the know one manga, because the other one I don't know about.
1: I don't know what's going on.
0: Okay. So, before we get into the amazingness that is Gonagai, let's go into the more sedate or more trippy series, which is actually being made into an anime and brought to us by that one, that only, that's right, Vertical Ink, And this is a manga, which I'm surprised Ed picked up. It's sci-fi. It's awesome at first, the concept. But then you read it and you're like... Oh right, this is an Ed manga. This is something which is right up your alley. You're what the fuck is wrong with you, man? This looks
1: element. Wait, Ed brought this over. This can't be happy. Yes, it is and since it is brought by
0: the guy who made Biomega, it is the art style is so weird and nauseating and fucked up. And also it's more importantly, it's just so I don't know. I really don't know. So originally this came out all the way back in 2009 by Kodansha. And I don't know how what you did to get it from Kodansha, but you got it from Kodansha. And released reached over here in 2013. The series is a sci-fi, mecha, exploratory uh, science fiction series. And also some genetic modification. And the series is potentially a sequel to Biomega. And what are we talking about? We're talking about... Knights of Sidonia. Yes, named after that awesome rock song.
1: Muse, maybe?
0: Yes, by Muse. Yeah. And this story is about the Sidonia. It's a seed ship. Now, who knows what a seed ship is?
1: I know, I know. It's one of those ships that uh, you raise families on because the distances you're traveling are far, far, far too vast to uh, put you in cryosleep or maybe you don't have an FTL drive. So you're pretty much raising a family there, dying and hoping they make it.
0: Exactly, and it's been 10 centuries since they left the obliteration of the soul system. Damn it. So we've been blown up by this weird, nearly destructible, but potentially not sentient alien life forms they call the iguana.
1: Gotcha, douchebags.
0: Yeah, and we've gone out and we're trying to just find a place to live, and these creatures are still following us and still bother, bothering the fuck us. The fuck. So it's about this ship and what's going on, and more importantly, there's this character, our main character, who is named Nagata Tanikaze. And he is training, and he lives alone, kind of. He lives with his grandfather, a little bit. Now let me show you a picture of his grandfather, and you tell me what you think. What do you think?
1: Is his grandpa still there? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they, he's going to be alone pretty soon.
0: He's been alone. <laughs> he's been dead for we don't know how long, but... He's pretty much in the bowels of the ship. He doesn't know anyone else exists. His grandpa said, do not leave. Do not enter these points. And, you know, sure. he left them by a training machine and their little house. And there's a way they can walk to steal rice. Because there's a machine that makes rice. And so he's running out of food. And he's apparently amazing at this, this training simulator. Like, he's beyond and awesome and great. And so... He runs out of rice. He's like, oh shit, I gotta go do a rice run. So he goes past where his grandpa said, don't ever enter here or (laughs) else you're gonna die. And he ends up tripping and falling into the rice machine. Fuck. And it spits him out onto a conveyor belt with a bunch of people who notice him. (laughs) And he's like, oh god, they're gonna eat me or kill me. Because his grandpa said other people will kill you or eat you or do something. So he freaks out, runs away, ends up getting uh, arrested and... Confined, and they say, "Who are you? Where you've been?" He says his name. He says his grandfather. I'm like, "There's no way. There's no registration of your name or this." And they say, "Fine. You can work with us. You'll stay because it hints that his grandfather was more than what he was. May have been more. I mean, right later on in the manga, you see the truth of what the matter is. But so he's now going to be a part of the crew, and they they treat him a little differently. They say he smells because he eats. Ah." Because people have been genetically modified, so they don't need to eat anymore. Oh. Some people eat for leisure, but for the most part, people have photosynthesis. Ah, what? And the other thing is he meets this really interesting person, who's kind of going to be his best friend. And this new friend of his is, um, how do we put this nicely? a fellow person who's going to be part of the pilot program named Izana Shinatosa. Now, Izana, you know, he's looking at, and we have, uh, Nagata's looking at her, him, Exactly, and he's like, wait, is it a her? Is it a him? And he's like, like I'm neither.
1: Oh. oh! See, in the
0: future, we're able to choose what we want to be, and we don't have to be what we want to be. We huh. can be male, female, or neither, like I am. That's awesome. What? And they're part of the guard program. And now the thing is that in order to protect the ship, they have these robots, <laughs> which are called guards, and Nagata's been conscripted to become, well, you're going to do it till you die. Oh, God. Which most people are like, fuck that, I don't want to do it. But he's like, yes, I want to do it. It's awesome, it's great. And he ends up piloting, and he's amazing.
1: Really?
0: I mean, he screws up the first time, because he almost gets impaled Ooh, and killed. He doesn't screw
1: up the first time.
0: But then he suddenly he wakes up, and he's awesome. And <laughs> it is it is how it is. And you have, of course, you have one of the characters they first meet. They say, okay, there is this this ritual we do in order to be safe. It's, do this one little stupid thing. It's a it's a superstition. If you do this before your first flight, you'll be amazing. And this one person says, "No, I'm fine. I'm good with it." So they go. They're gonna check out this meteorite which is coming towards them because supposedly there's gonna be a guana on it, which are the villains. They get to the thing. There's a guana on it, and it's attacking them. And guess who the red shirt is?
1: <laughs>
0: the one who didn't do the thing. Of course. But then the guana absorbs it, and then creepily enough, it actually turns uh, into the person it absorbed.
1: Uh, okay, I see where this is going.
0: Yeah, it's kind of crazy and creepy and weird, but it's kind of intriguing in a very sick and surreal way because they're pretty much screwed. They have no destination, just flying in space. they got these creatures that can pretty much destroy them because there's no way to really destroy them except getting into their, into their body into a little spot which they have to attack. One little weak point inside their body which they have to make sure they get. And our main character has pretty much been trained to do this, but I've been realizing it. Because they test him, and his numbers are beyond... They say, yeah, his test score is not chartable. He's beyond awesome. Jesus. And they give him a ship which is named kind of after him, and they're wondering, what is the deal with that? (laughs) And there was a pilot who disappeared who was piloting that. So I'm like, hmm. And, And also, there's cloning and other things involved, so now I'm getting... Weird superstitions about, maybe there's more to this going on than you think. Also, some people are supposedly over 100 years old. And one other thing, in his apartment where he lives, there is a nanny. A lady who takes care of them. And the best thing about it, just like Biomega, you see it and you flip out. It is a bear. (laughs) But this one has a mechanical arm instead of a hook.
1: And it's a woman. So our solar system blows up and we save the bears.
0: Uh, Apparently so. And this bear talks and, is like, does laundry and stuff. Why not? Why not? You just go with it. <laughs> it's completely fucking crazy. And the art style for the designs, for the backgrounds, for all that is really cool. But then the character design looks like shit. <laughs> I mean, honestly, what do you think about the design?
1: Uh It's bland.
0: It's generic. It's obviously computerized. It's missing the soul that Biomega had. Because Biomega, it wasn't SCG, and you could tell there was just something about it. This, it's... <laughs> Despite that, it is intriguing. It's something which is just so weird and crazy, and just, it's different, because it's almost like most sci-fi series, they're going to the future, they're going to get somewhere, and you have a goal, and it's going to be awesome. Like Yamato, the design of the mechs are unique, they have spears, let me show you the mech design to raise, and you tell me what you think about the mech design. Okay. Those are the mech designs when they go together for one of their, their space movements, mm-hmm. and that's them when they're just there.
1: Oh. Very angular. You don't see that really.
0: I mean, they have shields, they have spears. That's kind of cool, but... Oh. And also they explain about all the aspects of the space chute, like the fact that they have to put a catheter in. Hmm. No. Oh. They say, don't try to rip it out, it'll hurt. It's like, yeah, of course it's going to hurt.
1: I love love hard sci-fi, but that's kind of where I need to draw the line.
0: Also, the captain is awesome, because the captain wears a mask, and then half the time you see her in different costumes. (laughs) Like, she's pretending to be, like, the nurse, or she's being a storekeeper, and she's, like, scoping it out. Like, no, I'm not the captain, I swear I'm not. Then she's the captain on the ship with the mask. Like, no shit.
1: (laughs) But, yeah. Now, how big is the space seat?
0: Space Seed, they don't give an exact size for, but it's pretty big. I would imagine. It's a decent size. I'll say probably a little bigger than Macross Island. Oh, So bigger than the SDF one. It has water in it. It has a few other things in it. Um, The one thing I will say about the ship, though, is it has all the little centers. Like, for the rich, you can go to, like, the water park and relax there. But for the most part, it's slums you do have the photosynthesis areas for women, for men, that separated. And you do have occasional, like, there's one of the big things in the first volume they talk about is a festival. And then at the end of the volume, it ends with, after that year, the Gravity Festival was never held again. <laughs> so you wonder, wait a minute, something's going on here. It's like, either they're going to die or something else. And the Gravity Festival is, you know, it's old school, connecting characters, introducing the douchebag, the guy who's like the pilot who's going to be jealous, and... It starts up the series. Like Biomega, it's a little bit... The art is its weak point. The story is really cool, but the art just kind of lets you down. Oh. The alien design is cool, and creepy, and visceral, and just gross. But, main characters, you got to do a little more with that. And this character, he's... I want to say he's generic, but he's not, because most guys are like, you know... I mean, yes, he has the ultimate power and all this, but he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't give a shit about it. He's just like... Yeah, all I care about is eating and just doing it. So he's just
1: a normal person with an extraordinary feature.
0: Yeah, but he's more like... He's been kind of brainwashed into... He doesn't understand interacting with other human beings. But I mean, what do you expect? He's been living with his insane grandfather, who kind of (laughs) said, you can never leave here. (laughs) So definitely, if you have a chance to check it out, I'm going to have to give this a borrow from a friend. It looks cool. The anime looks a lot better. And maybe that should be better. I mean, it is still... Nihai style, and that's the detriment. But now you
1: mentioned this before, but which came first, the anime or the manga? Manga, manga. The yeah. anime
0: hasn't even out yet. Oh, it's coming right. out uh, at the end of the month, I believe.
1: And he said this has five volumes out.
0: Uh, I believe five or six.
1: Five or six. Okay,
0: that's good. And it's after it gets a little more weird and just strange, and then you have other crazy things, including another character who's in love with the main character, but not really, and then she maybe dies, and then she comes back as a Iguana, and then you have creepy I-have-no-gender person falling in love and saying maybe I'll pick to be a girl to be with this guy because I'm kind of in love with them, but not really. And then there's a douchebag who tells main character later on, hey, do this, leaving the calm only to him when they're in a mission, making him do something which fucks the mission up, saying he did it on his own. That's kind of, and that you don't really see. You don't usually see where a guy is willing to sabotage the lives of everybody else in order to get someone gone. And that's something kind of, it's later on, but it's something which makes the story a little bit more human human and enriched. Hmm. But it is nothing, nothing compared to the manga we will speak about next.
1: Oh boy, here we go. Released in nineteen ninety eight, written by Ishikawa Ken and Kodagai, the artist is Ishikawa Ken, and it is a science fiction mecha action manga slash anime slash franchise. Uh, we are talking about Shin Getter Robo. Now, for those of you unfamiliar, Shin Getter Robo is a long standing mecha series. So, how would you describe it?
0: It is this... Shin Getter Robo was the sequel to the original a Robo series, and this has been creeping around since the, since seventy four. There's over uh, fifty-one of the original series. There's three OVAS based on this one alone. You have Shin Getter Robo, Shin Getter versus Neo Getter. Um, I mean, you have Apocalyptic Getter Robo Dash. I mean, Getter is just a huge series. So,
1: so it's been around the block and it's not going anywhere, basically.
0: And like Mazinger, it's pretty much you have one main character who shows up always, who goes from one to the other, and it's just them rebuilding the robot and then something going horribly wrong and they need a new crew.
1: You just summed up the entirety of what I read. All of it,
0: and well, what is it go for Explain.
1: All right, "Shouldn't Get a Robo" takes place after the original series. Uh, coming into it, it's a little confusing because there's, you know, you've seen some stuff happen, some more stuff is happening, so you kind of have to fill in the clues. Uh, you have what was it, the second Getter?
0: Uh, yes, the uh, Getter Robo the second, Go. Yeah, yeah, you
1: have Getter Robo Go starting off, and you see Professor Satomi's new Getter that's unfortunately stolen, and you have to kind of. Uh,
0: they have their little duel, their battle with the... Was it reptilians?
1: Yes, the the, the dino... The, the di- evil space
0: dinosaurs. Well, no, they're from the center of the Earth.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they're in space.
0: Yeah, actually, you're right. The they're- Earth
1: space dinosaurs. It's confusing, it's weird. Bear with me. You
0: just go with it. <laughs> like, hey, go to guy series, you go with it. You smile and nod there. It's probably related somehow to one of the other series, That <laughs> they're the why the Kanto happened.
1: But what actually... What, what really caught my eye is in the first battle... Uh, they're at a severe handicap. They're using a previous generation machine versus the newly stolen, newly made, uh, shin-getter. And how they defeated it wasn't by pure strength or pure luck. It was actually skill and intellect, and that's what really, really got me. That you don't just beat it by punching it. No, you were pre- precise, you were efficient. It was, uh, it was a knot to pilots everywhere. And that kind of really struck a chord with me. Uh, as the chapters progress, as the story progresses, it gets slightly more batshit crazy with each and every coming moment. You see a lot of obstacles thrown at them. You see a lot of bigger obstacles thrown at them. For those of you who've read, you'll see. You'll know. Uh As for where the story is going, I have no clue. Because <laughs> they're building things up, and they're just throwing more monsters and, and robots and machines at them. It
0: gets more and more crazy, and I think at the point where you're at, I think they're throwing planets now around?
1: Not yet. I just saw the planet transform into a getter. I'm lost and confused, and I need help.
0: Now, before we go any further, now, a getter is not just one robot.
1: No, it's a combination of three.
0: And they have multiple forms, which is something a little bit different, because most times it is a... Uh, uh, Form right arm, form left arm, form body, and out the lazy captain who's just going to form the head. Yeah,
1: I'm here.
0: What's so. up? In this one, each one gets the opportunity to be the the, the main boss, the one in charge, depending on the form. You depending have on the
1: form, depending on the situation.
0: It's what I... is it? It's Getter one, two, and three. Yeah. And each one, what is it? Getter one is uh,
1: is is I'm I'm don't don't look at me. I Because
0: Getter two is along with the drills. Yes, yeah. Getter two, the fat one. I don't remember well getter three is the f- well one of them is fat and and like is like the land one that yeah the water yeah. one is fast and has drills and is like the flying one and the other one's just generic robot with uh what is what is the weapon it's the tomahawks I don't know
1: going into it from from other mecha series it, it's kind of weird because I'm like is that a different machine is it a different combination is it the same person what's going on here
0: yeah let's see going according to the wiki you have Shin Getter One is uh has uh has the uh getter razor, the getter wings, the Tomahawk Boomerang, the Tomahawk Lance, the Getter Scythe, and Getter Two has the drills and the drill shaker and the getter drill, the drill missile, and the drill tempest, and then getter three has the uh getter blow, the getter crash, getter missile.
1: I'm noticing a pattern
0: here. Yes, and also when they enter, they scream out, get their change, when they want to change forms in the middle of a battle, which is kind of cool, because most um, mechas, you don't see that.
1: No, you, you just see them screaming before they die, and fiery explosions and whatnot.
0: Or when, like, your Gundam, you only have one form. This is like, yeah, this isn't working. This,
1: <laughs> this is... Change now. So you get three or,
0: three or five or six robots. Well, no, they're flying ships mainly, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah.
1: Well, a little each, but it's nice to see that you'll never have one person who strictly can and just sits on top of the machine, (laughs) barking out orders.
0: Yeah, it's if this guy isn't working, this guy isn't working. (laughs)
1: No, it will be the feed today, let's try that.
0: Yeah, the one thing which is also interesting about the series, I don't know if they covered it in the manga when you're reading it, is the fact that the getter's uh, engine is insanely uh, unstable.
1: Yes, they did. They're kind of going to the the downsides of getter rays and what it could lead to and the catastrophes that are coming.
0: In, the, in one of the greater OVAs, which I've shown you, Shin-Getter versus Neil-Getter, that's the whole catalyst for it. In the fact, they have to blow the reactor, and it destroys the entire city. Yeah. They say, this is illegal now. You cannot use the Getter Rays.
1: Yeah, good luck with that.
0: And then they have to bring it back, and it is awesome.
1: And then you have time traveling, and giant robots, and at one point, one of the pilots became the Getter. And it's its just all over the place. It's weird. It's in your face. its It's kind of a... I don't know, would you say it's kind of a busy manga in terms of the artwork? Oh, uh, yeah. It's There's a ishi- lot to take in with every page.
0: Yeah, Ishikawa does a very beautiful design for it. It looks awesome.
1: It all does, it all does. And uh, it's, it's kind of cool because you don't just have machines, you have kind of cyborgs and just straight-up robots or rebuilt humanoids.
0: And dinosaur
1: <laughs> <laughs> dinosaur emperors rebuilt by machines that have come back
0: in time. Did you get to the, uh, uh, what is it called? The dinosaur towers with the oh, spinning good. blades?
1: Yeah, I
0: did. Oh, I've did seen those in, in a lot of fighting, uh, uh, the side scroller. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, where is that from? Oh, that's from Getter. I see. There's a little Getter homage. The series is crazy. It's, it's, you have that Gona guy just let's go balls to the wall insane, and you have Kenny Shikawa's just character development where these characters are not just one dimensional, I don't think.
1: No, they're not. They're, they're pretty complex. And, uh, everything is over the top. And I mean everything, from characters to design, to, to the plot, the course of the chapters, it's all of it.
0: Isn't one of the characters, he
1: like, I think it's Hayato, has the cape? I think so. I know. One of the getters has a cape. How much cloth do you need to, to clothe a giant robot?
0: It's should well, is it better than, um, the Escaflones cape?
1: Let's not talk about Escaflones cape. <laughs> <laughs> Much better.
0: Well, the movie, the it movie comes version. In
1: black. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, the Getter could kick the shit out of. Them. Now, could the, the getter, getter could
1: kick the shit out of a lot of things?
0: Could it be a regular Gundam?
1: Of course, any day.
0: Hmm. Okay. What about uh the Gundam Unicorn?
1: I haven't seen it yet.
0: All right. Uh, Windmill Gundam. What? The Windmill Gundam. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. All right. No. <laughs> but what is the Ninja Gundam?
1: Which Ninja Gundam?
0: so From- G Gundam? Yeah.
1: Was it uh, Spiegel? Yeah. Him. Oh, that douchebag. Yeah, it could beat him.
0: Okay, um, Gundam X.
1: You could beat him, too.
0: Okay. All right, what about Tefin Topher Gurren Lagan? Maybe. No. Yeah, I don't know. I
1: haven't seen Gurren Lagann.
0: Depends on the size and what <laughs> level he's at. I mean, the one at the end where he's just the size of universes, I, don't, I think it'd be like... Uh...
1: Well, no. Uh, the address that... The Shin their newest machine, at a fifth of its power, it's still extremely powerful, and they don't really know how powerful exa- it is exactly. You know, one of Satomi's worries is that what happens when this thing goes up to full power? How immensely powerful is it going to be? And does it have a will of its own?
0: It's a Getter. It probably it's, it does what it wants.
1: It doesn't want.
0: It has eyes. Okay, I'm worried about that. Would you? Okay. Would you want it? Would you want it? Of course, I want it. <laughs> it's a giant robot. Or would you just want one of the segments? Would you want, like, Getter 1 or Getter 3?
1: No, no, no. I'll take Schoengetter.
0: Take the whole thing? The whole thing. Now, which of the three forms was your
1: favorite? Uh, they didn't really address the forms in a Robo. No, because uh, right after you finish the first fight, it kind of jumps straight into Getter with them piloting it. Okay. You have both of them side by side, but really focus them more on the, the newer one than the older.
0: Okay. So overall, of our ratings, what would you give um, "Shouldn't Get Her"?
1: I would borrow it from a friend and never give it back unless offered pocky. That good?
0: <laughs> that
1: weird.
0: Would you Would you still read it to finish it off?
1: Of course. I would keep this, bust out at parties, and say, "Hey, read this when you're drunk." <laughs> it makes sense of this for me. Unfortunately,
0: this has not been licensed perhaps, in the States. You may need to go to open waters, perhaps. Not that we advocate that. You know, We don't advocate jolly rogering, but... Ladies and gentlemen, do
1: what must be done,
0: but do the right thing. I'll leave it at that. Equally awesome, I think, that opening theme... What do you think? Retro? Retro. Very retro style. It's... it's Unlike Mazinger, it still is. It's Mizuki, which is awesome. But unlike that, it's a little more...
1: 70s ish into it, like I don't know. When you talk about like old school giant robot fiction, you have like this shiny new machine that's going to save the day from everything, all your troubles are gone, no worries. Just jump into the cockpit, fix things, call it a day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that the first opening kind of represents that a lot better.
0: Yes, it does.
1: The second one has a little more soul to it,
0: though. Well, that's the one which is the you're saying this one has more soul. Well, this one was the original.
1: No, that one.
0: Well, this is the actual opening. Oh, I
1: guess that that
0: That's the bad guy. No, it is Satomi. bad
1: guy.
0: That is Satomi. Oh, the getters. Ah, uh, I'm so good. When, Well, when we hit N in our manga review, you know we're watching this. We're going to do Neo Getter versus Shin Getter. Uh, cause right now we are up to what letter we are on in our Spyrokin anime watch? We're up to I? I? Yes, we're up to I, so I think it's gonna be EK which is buoys and martial arts. Fuck yeah. I mean, I don't know what else we could watch, but it is what it is. And it is all lovely. Yes, it is. It is all lovely, and eventually we may do more Mazinger or more crazy shit. Of course I, we will. I don't know, but. With that in mind, let's uh, remember you can check out any of our episodes at www.sparker.com. You can email us at sparker.com. Raise at sparkin.com. Facebook. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on MySpace. We're on
1: Instagram. We're on Flickr. We're on Amazon.com,
0: Amazon. where you can, where you can buy some of our old mangas at Amazon.com/slash/slash/sparker, and where you could read some of the stuff we reviewed and some of the movies we've checked out. Eventually, when we get to it, we will be re- selling the one. Which I like better than Matrix, even though it is very matrix And also, I did not know Jason Statham was in this movie. He was. He did play a minor role, didn't he? This is his first role, I think. He's been
1: in a lot of things.
0: This is before Lockstock. Oh, never mind.
1: Because Lockstock
0: was, was one of the earlier ones, but I think he was in the one first, and that's where him and Jet Li became friends. And then,
1: expend... Oh, wow. Eh, look at that.
0: But you. But the thing is, here's the scary part with that movie. If you see the fight scene, it looks like it's Jackie Chan's, the other guy. <laughs> Which would be awesome. jelly Li But, all right, we digress. So, it's I guess that part you all we'll moving forward, what are you talking about? We're talking about that one. That only... Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga. Except also, what is the Wheel of Manga? It's a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on it. what we're going to do is we're going to spin that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. Whenever number landed, a number lands, if that's reviewing in the next episode of the Sparkin' Manga Review. Episode 185. 15 from that big, that awesome, that amazing episode 200 of the Manga Review. Or technically episode 410, I think.
1: 410, 200, I'm bad at numbers.
0: We're getting there. We're, like, uh, technically we're at episode 398 right now. Oh. We combine all the mangas.
1: We need to make the next two amazing.
0: Yes, we do. The next two... Actually, this is one of the two, so never mind. We have hit that. Uh, <laughs> numbers are bad. Exactly. Well, we'll get there. We shall.
1: Numbers bad! We, we shall. So let's
0: spin and see what we're going to view in that next episode of the in Munger Review. So let's spin and see what we're going to, you're going to review in the next episode. Or what episode you show up to next? Eight. So, number eight. Let's see what you're going to do. So, in the next episode, you're going to be reviewing a very creepy and sci-fi series, which is pretty popular. He's good. I like Creepy. Creepy Awesome and Amazing and Weird. It's also made in a live-action movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Oh. What are we talking about? We're talking about Z-Man. Fuck yeah. So let me spin and see what we're gonna view in the next episode. Hopefully something good, because we got some good stuff on there. Number two. So in the next episode I'll be sparking. Ooh! Oh god. We're reading a magical girl series. Oh no! What are we talking about? We're talking about that terrible series, Saint Tail. <laughs> I will cry. <laughs> why? Why? Oh, why? <laughs> oh, I guess. Oh, well. So, guess the next episode. I'm gonna be reviewing Saint Tail.
1: Hell yeah!
0: And you get the good one. You get freaking Zetman.
1: You're gonna love it. You should. And review the hell out of it, just for you.
0: Well that'll be in a bit in a bit because you have the other podcasts to do. You have the game review and movie review, and maybe we'll get to screamers. Oh, maybe. Hopefully. Maybe we do this one. Is this time travel, you
1: think? Um no.
0: Dimensional Paradox? Nah. No. More dimension crossing. Okay. So I guess this episode. I'm your Zan. I'm raised. We're going to we'll Catch you next time.
2: Peace. Peace. Bye. That's You may die. come out again kaga